Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello and welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 21, and thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of fiction, so let's get started. Today's first book is Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet by Jamie Ford. This novel tells stories of love and loss, of the inhumanities of war, and the resilience of individuals affected by war. At its core, it's about love and justice and is beautifully written. The first page of Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. The Panama Hotel, 1986. Old Henry Lee stood transfixed by all the commotion at the Panama Hotel. What had started as a crowd of curious onlookers, eyeballing a television news crew, had now swollen into a polite mob of shoppers, tourists, and a few punk-looking street kids, all wondering what the big deal was. In the middle of the crowd stood Henry, shopping bags hanging at his side. He felt as if he were waking from a long-forgotten dream, a dream he'd once had as a little boy. The old Seattle landmark was a place he'd visited twice in his lifetime, first when he was only 12 years old, way back in 1942, the war years, he liked to call them. Even then, the old bachelor hotel had stood as a gateway between Seattle's Chinatown and Nihonmachi, Japantown two outposts of an old-world conflict, where Chinese and Japanese immigrants rarely spoke to one another, while their American-born children often played kick-the-can in the streets together. The hotel had always been a perfect landmark, a perfect meeting place, where he'd once met the love of his life. The second time was today. It was 1986, what, 40-plus years later, He'd stopped counting the years as they slipped into memory. After all, he'd spent a lifetime between these book-ended visits. A marriage, the birth of an ungrateful son, cancer, and a burial. He missed his wife, Ethel. She'd been gone six months now. But he didn't miss her as much as you think, as bad as that might sound. It was more like quiet relief, really. Her health had been bad, no, worse than bad. The cancer in her bones had been downright crippling, to both of us, he thought. For the last seven years, Henry had fed her, bathed her, helped her to the bathroom when she needed to go, and back again when she was all through. Today's second book is Unaccustomed Earth by Jhumpa Lahiri. I love this collection of stories. The author captures the big and small things that make up a life or a day, or a reflection that in a moment can change us. The stories are heartbreaking and wise, and endlessly interesting. The first page of Unaccustomed Earth. After her mother's death, Ruma's father retired from the pharmaceutical company where he had worked for many decades, and began traveling in Europe, a continent he'd never seen. In the past year, he had visited France, Holland, and most recently, Italy. They were package tours, traveling in the company of strangers, riding by bus through the countryside, each meal and museum and hotel prearranged. He was gone for two, three, 
sometimes four weeks at a time. When he was away, Ruma did not hear from him. Each time, she kept the printout of his flight information behind a magnet on the door of the refrigerator, and on the days he was scheduled to fly, she watched the news, to make sure there hadn't been a plane crash anywhere in the world. Occasionally, a postcard would arrive in Seattle, where Ruma and Adam and their son Akash lived. The postcard showed the facades of churches, stone fountains, crowded piazzas, terracotta rooftops mellowed by late afternoon sun. Nearly 15 years had passed since Ruma's only European adventure, a month-long Eurorail holiday she'd taken with two girlfriends after college, with money saved up from her salary as a paralegal. She'd slept in shabby pensions, practicing a frugality that was foreign to her at this stage of her life. Today's third book is The Beekeeper of Aleppo by Christy Lefteri. This is a beautiful book. It speaks to the hearts of people, their courage, and survival against the most difficult of odds. With beautiful language, it tells a story of Syrian war refugees. The book is compelling. It addresses trauma and grief, and ultimately resilience. The first page of The Beekeeper of Aleppo. I am scared of my wife's eyes. She can't see out, and no one can see in. Look, they are like stones, gray stones, sea stones. Look at her. Look how she is sitting on the edge of the bed, her nightgown on the floor, rolling Muhammad's marble around in her fingers and waiting for me to dress her. I am taking my time putting on my shirt and trousers because I am so tired of dressing her. Look at the folds of her stomach, the color of desert honey, darker in the creases, and the fine, fine silver lines on the skin of her breasts, and the tips of her fingers with the tiny cuts, where the ridges and valley patterns once were stained with blue or yellow or red paint. Her laughter was gold once. You would have seen as well as heard it. Look at her, because I think she is disappearing. I had a night of scattered dreams, she says. They filled the room. Her eyes are fixed a little to the left of me. I feel sick. What does that mean? They were broken. My dreams were everywhere, and I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. There were so many dreams, like bees in a room, like the room was full of bees. If you liked listening to this episode, please leave a review and tell me what you think.